Have we started? Well, I'm recording. Right. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't count it necessarily as having started. Right. But um, we we could we could start it. Really. Um, right about now. You want to start it right about now? Do we do a countdown, or we just go straight into it? I want. Yeah, I want you to do a countdown for us. All right. I want to. I want some hype. All right. To intro this podcast. All right. All right. Dry spy ice. <laughs> and we're running episode twenty-one Woo! of the Barry Bullock Hour. It's a lovely, Good lovely uh, autumnal summer's day here. It in, is certainly uh, is Melbourne. It's Melbourne about thirty-two degrees today. It is, and it's been a beautiful week. Melbourne's summer tends to sort of run slightly differently to the actual designated seasons. Yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's um, a temperamental last the temperature down. Been there. a hot week and it's going to stay pretty warm for a while. No, it's going to rain. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I I I heard quite the contrary, big dog, but um just I guess it just goes to show you that um whilst the science of meteorology has come a long way. I've heard it's going to rain the... every day from Monday through to Thursday. Well, really? That's intriguing. <laughs> Um, we are episode twenty one. Anyway. It's been uh, it's been about three months since our uh, God, since really? our last podcast. Good grief! Fair to say we did our last podcast pre Christmas on the cusp of a, a long, lovely summer. What was the... which we've had, and it was pretty good. It was a pretty good summer. Excellent stuff. It's been a strange summer for us, has it? For for me and Sarah and I, like. Well, you're in, you're in wedding plotting. Mode. Oh, I tell you what. You don't get to enjoy much of the summer when you're wearing cotton mode, I tell you. You don't, haven't had a lot of, you know, beach meetings? No. You can't no. really, like, put a list in the sand so much and just sort of, like, Not if you want to keep it permanent. No, if you want a permanent list. Work. No, no. No. Well, we are, uh, we are a week away from your, your bachelor party and five Ooh. weeks away from your wedding. How are you feeling? You excited? You pumped? Both are still going ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. an answer. Sorry. Well, that's fair. The bachelor party is still going ahead. Oh, yeah. that's good. Callum and I had a, a, a secret meeting a secret. the other day. A not-so-secret meeting. Not-so-secret meeting. not secret now. No, because we told you about it. You mm. called me, in fact, that's just true. before it was about to happen. Mm. So a week from now, there you go. there's every chance that we'll be fairly hungover. True. Potentially playing a bit of golf. Potentially. Potentially. Or if we're really hungover, probably just playing a few cards. <laughs> Watching Cards. reruns of How I Met Your Mother. All the V8s. The V8s? V8s. No, hang on. It'll be um, it'll be the Formula One. Oh, week. yes. The F1 next week. Mm. That won't be good for a hangover. That noise. No, no, it won't. So we're episode 21. Hey, um, it, 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 well, here we go. On the side note, have you guys seen the Formula One ad for Heineken? I have. It's dreadful. Oh, isn't it's, it bad? So basically it involves this guy going into the Formula One. And he Renault. goes to the bar. So the bar is pumping. And mm. for some reason, some innocuous reason, the bartender says, all right, here's your Heinekens. By the way, they're the last two that you can get. The place has run out of Heineken, right? Because that's ever going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it gets even more extraordinary. He turns around. <laughs> extraordinary is big term. No, like, let's just... No, I think in the, in the strict sense of that word, extraordinary, out of the ordinary, if you were at the Formula One, okay. you would assume there would, it would be just... Endless qualities yeah. of mine. Mountains okay. of it. Yeah. Now, nothing extraordinary about this. This is extraordinary. Okay, so you're, let's just say this was you, Callum, right? Yeah. So you've ordered two beers. They just happen to be the last two Heinekens you can get. Now, you've got these two beers. You turn around and you go face to face with David Coulthard. 
Who's David Coulthard? Oh, he was a Scottish yeah. Formula One guy. Oh, yes. A, no, actually, I do know his name. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so right. anyway, he was a pretty decent Formula One, but he was up against Schumacher. He's got a cool name. Yeah, he does have a cool name. But he was right up against Michael Schumacher and Schumacher's hater. And Schumacher just used to win. So Coulthard was always like a perennial... He was like the it was the Stuart McGill of, pretty much it was the Stuart McGill of perennial one. bridesmaid perennial bridesmaid or given yeah. that it's yeah, been yeah. your wedding season yeah so anyway so I bump into this guy yeah. who drives and he cars. start he yeah, and he just all of a sudden he's guy smiley and Mister like I'll show you all around the Formula One sort of track and goes to pit lane with him and then does all this sort of stuff what's the weird little man who used to run the Formula One that doesn't anymore Bernie Eccleston Bernie yeah. Eccleston is like doing an interview and then tells. David Coulthard and you to like get out of the road because he's doing an interview he's doing all of this under the guise of just like putting you under a trance <laughs> here's so, the tour of Formula yeah, 1 so he can take your last two Heineken because <laughs> he's so cheap and he doesn't have complimentary drinks that's hilarious yeah that's um I, I feel like that would be that would be a mildly amusing ad probably mildly entertaining if I had any interest whatsoever in any sort of motorsports? It cuts to admittedly something. Are you meaning to tell me that you don't like the like Tui's One Thousand or the Bathurst, whatever it's there called? There is that? literally Bathurst no is motorsport that I am even remotely interested in. Oh, Off street drag Bathurst. racing? Don't don't care. Old Track eight, racing? Don't care. Old eight pensioners drag racing? Tractor scooters. racing? <laughs> Tell me you'd watch old age pensioners drag racing and motorcycles. I feel like it would get old pretty quickly. Well, they're already. What about Mister? <laughs> what about the Mister Whippy Van races from like the? Is old, a Misty Whippy Van? They used to do it back with the D generation. Used to do it, you know, those those guys <laughs> way back in the nineties. They got two Whippy Vans and they went and put them on the track and had a race. Were they, were they hotted up with Whippy Vans? No, or they, they were just the regular. They were just, just bold yeah, right. standard. What about like school bus racing? They race school buses in America. They yeah. race anything do in America. Do all these things? Do all all these things involve some sort of extra challenge like do the Mr. Whippy vans have to serve up a couple of soft serves before they no, go no no like, there's literally just fastest around the track that would be better actually that would be great would like be introduce better. some different challenge like the school buses they have to pick up there's an extra challenge where they have to pick up children and stop that if any of the children scream then they're immediately eliminated yep I've got one novelty yeah this is something I saw when I was in Japan and Last year, oh, and I had, had a, has since been uh, become a bit of a viral hit on the internet. I saw these people just hooning by. I thought that's amazing. Mm. In Tokyo, mm. you can race go karts legitimately on the streets of Tokyo. Oh, that sounds amazing! As Mario Kart characters, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if I want to, if I want to be Donkey Kong. I yep. can just cruise straight down. I saw these people seat. cruise past. Oh, you my actually first saw day it in Tokyo. I said that is the greatest thing I have ever seen. You, you actually saw it happening. I saw it before my own oh, eyes. So was this like some sort of like an established proper race that you saw, or they just well, cruising down a, the street? It wasn't a race because they're cruising down the streets. But you can drive go karts around the streets of Tokyo dressed as Mario Kart characters. Oh, that is something. So tell me that that now, would interest you. Just just quietly, you can actually do it. I've just looked it up. Here we and go. You can actually do it if you have yourself a um, an international driver's license oh yeah international driver's with, license with, with an official Japanese translation of your license yeah um, then you can actually do it they're quite impressive looking cars they, they put some are, photos they um, are put wonderful. some photors on the and you get a costume as well yeah you get the it's all provided yeah it's cool outdoor speakers so you may be listening to the you're listening to the Mario Kart maybe, soundtrack maybe. while you're doing it like, it sounds a, amazing is there a crazier city to try and get around though in terms of like driving like on four wheels I would imagine there's obviously 
obviously a designated lap. No, no, where, where it is is around the Imperial Garden area. So of course. The, the streets are sort of, of course. Uh, because well laid, nice be, wide because streets. Because the good royal family of Japan would love nothing more than go-karts just cruising around in the garden. I guarantee you there's a Nintendo Switch in the Imperial Palace. I'm and probably all of the Nintendo consoles. probably a Nintendo Wii even. Yeah, well, Switch is the new one. Oh, it's just it? come out. Yeah. Is it any good? I was making a topical reference. Yes. It does look quite good. It's... Okay, I'm just going to throw something out here. Go this has got to be one of... Hopefully not a blue shell. Boom! Nail the reference. What was that? It was <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. That was, that was delightful. Have you ever played Mario Kart? You know the blue shell? Yeah, the one, one of the rockets that you'd fire out. No, no, the blue shell was like the, the one, one that targets the person at the front. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah, the worst yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's, let's, play a little, let's play a little bit of fun. Let's just play a little bit of... Uh, what do we have? Prices right here for a oh, second. Okay, How much does it cost to rent... A Mario Kart go kart and ride around we, in Tokyo per hour. Are we talking in yen yeah, or US yen dollars? In, in Australian dollars. I've got Australian. it here right now. How, how, how long? One hour rental. I'm going to say 375. I'm going to say not 900. Even not not even, even close. Whoa. Higher or lower? Lower! Than wow. th- lower than 300. 100 bucks. 50 bucks. 20 bucks. What? To hire a go kart for one hour, according to this. Um, this, this is, is the Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah, the, the, the Mario Karts. And this has got to be one of the greatest. I think I feel like uh, we've just discovered one of the great um, travel have. bargains like of the it. century is thirty seven dollars ninety per hour. Gravy. That is affordable fun. Making dreams come true. What top, is, what's the top speed is, is on the go kart? I don't know. I, I think, think that's largely know. irrelevant. Uh, who cares? You want an actual race? You can't race no. on the streets, don't you? But it's certainly. Looked a lot of fun. The car's maximum speed is 60 k's an hour. Who? <laughs> oh, this sounds amazing. Oh, that does oh, sound man. pretty darn awesome. Well, fair to say we've now found a motorsport that Callum McDonald is interested in. I, I am down for that. So, yeah, so can we for. assume that this go-kart, you can like cruise up to like the pedestrian crossing at Shinjuku or wherever it is. I, I Shibuya, Shibuya, Shibuya 109 yeah, in the one. go-kart. How good would that be? I would assume oh, it's would a, you are restricted and, and we. I'm sure go. there would be, yeah, because yeah, they would have. It's Japan, so there would have been there would be serious restrictions. Yeah, on, yeah. On, for those who I are think one- you'd be taking a lap of, of the, yeah. the Imperial for, Palace area. Yeah, right. For yeah. those who are wondering, the Shibuya whatever it's Shibuya called, 109. I, I forget. Yeah, Shibuya, Shibuya, 109. Shibuya 109 is like one of the busiest pedestrian walkways. I think it's the it busiest. Is, it pedestrian is the. It's over a million people cross there every day or something, something like that. Um, yeah. And and while when Most Clem and I tourists. so so Clem, I didn't realise this, but when Clem and I went to Japan, um, when Clem was in primary school, there was a, it's a very very famous thing to have photos mm. of Shibuya 109. And when she was in primary school, there was a photo of Shibuya 109 in one of her classrooms. Not to be racist, but the Japanese do love photos. <laughs> Everyone loves photos, <laughs> but no one. Do- I, I love how like. Most sentences to start that start with not to be racist usually end up being a little bit racist. But what you said was so innocuous. It was just... He does that all the time. Could, how could you take offence to that? He's overly sensitive. I, I love it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think it's Japanese racist to say like Japanese love photos. No. Well, they do invent the best photographic technology in the world. They probably it makes sense mm. that they love using it. Um, I was just, so, so Clem had always had a dream which I didn't actually realise before we got to this place to go to Shibuya 109 because mm. she saw this image of this beautiful it's crazy crossing it yeah it is in, it's about it's we've, all been, we've, we've all been there yeah, and, it's, um, it's about six streets it's yeah. it's, it's insane and, and I didn't realise that Clement had always had this dream and and 
Um, so we went there, and it was a, it was a spiritual moment for Clement. She was very excited, and she's read all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff about it on the internet. Yeah. And we went there, and Clem was like, "Oh, that was really great, but I was kind of hoping that something crazy was going to happen because people do all these crazy stunts." Because the light, the pedestrian lights are green for so long, and there's so many people walking across, mm. there is time, and you get like buskers will come in and set up. They'll sprint out into the middle, be the first person out there, and they'll set up some little piece of performance art that will go for the duration of the lights. Mm. And Clem was, she, was, she wasn't disappointed, but she was sort of, she was thinking yeah. something crazy might have happened. Anyway, we, we went around in the Shibuya district, we did a few things. Um, had a nice Japanese time and then we came back and on our way back we crossed in the intersection there was a couple making out and we got on and we're like oh there you go Clem you know someone someone was making out and that's that's nice and romantic and Clem was like oh yeah but that's no big deal like I was kind of a ho-, you know and then I think the couple came off the intersection obviously having made the out and then we saw that she was she was busy showing everybody oh, her got ring finger, oh. and he had proposed to her, and they were from Canada. Ah. They were from Canada or something. I think I think they were from Canada, and he had proposed to her in the middle of the intersection, Smooth. and they'd gone that there deliberately good. on holiday. And it was yes. so cool. Yeah, that's good. And 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 Clem had been telling me, oh, all these crazy stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, Clem, sure. You know, the internet tells you lots of things, but. We were there, and this couple just got engaged. Holy you know, shit! Sure you want to mind. That's it crazy. Cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. I've got, I've got so a pro- magic place. I've got a proposal for you. Well, big deal. You're already, already engaged, pal. So no, no, just, no. just calm your farm no, no, with no, your no, little no, harem no, no, you're building no, up there. No. <laughs> yeah, no, happily engaged. Continue on with your weird. I proposal. do have a proposal, and it's a distant proposal. It doesn't have to be in the near future. But I propose then, in respect of everyone else who's done something wacky. Shibuya 109. Yeah. Why don't the three of us do a 10 second podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I the accept. I accept your ridiculous offer, Big Dog. Ooh. And um, Big Dog, what would you like? Oh, oh, oh thanks. Go the go the same. What is it? Nomad Pale. Well, pale. let's get to it. Okay, so no, but I'm serious about that. What do you reckon? I, I think that you know if we can't. Get our shit together to get across to Wellington for a, um, you know, which is literally just across the ditch. That is fair. That is true. Maybe Shibuya One Nine at this point might be a little bit ambitious. I say let's pencil it in for the future. That is to say, before one of us dies. That that gives us hopefully in all good health and and, and barring any sort of unfortunates and a good sixty, a good fifty or sixty years to knock that one off the uh, the Tokyo. Tokyo 2035. Yeah, fucking let's do it. Why not? I'm yep. with you, big dog. I'm with you, big dog. All right, let's cheers to that. The, uh, the sounds you hear, gentlemen, and, uh, Whoa, ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, that is the sounds of uh, beers being cracked now. Nomad Brewing Company. The, uh, the more ardent listeners of uh, of the podcast will be potentially once again expecting the thrilling conclusion to uh, Australia's worst <laughs> beer. What The reality it? is, I went to Dan Murphy's this morning to pick up the last of last piece of the puzzle that is that horrific brew dry dock lager Dan Murphy's no longer stock dry dock good lager option. Good option, in their really. stores so once again we've failed to produce one of Australia's worst beers so I will hunt it down rain hail or shine next podcast we will have the fourth beer we will crown 
Australia's worst beer. I, Upshot of that is we get to uh, we get to drink a not disgraceful beer. beer. What we're drinking today is the Nomad Brewing Company Long Reef Pale Ale. Yummy. Firstly, first impressions of the can. What it, it looks like a can of Fanta or something. Absolutely stunning piece of artwork on the label. And that, well, is, that is absolutely gorgeous. Which I would, is, I'm assuming... I would put that on my wall. Now, I've just read a little bit about the... Disc- I've never heard of this before. And I think the artwork is meant to represent... Oh. Basically, the artwork on the can is a is a cliff face and, and, and the beach. Now, I'm assuming that's because this is made on the northern beaches. Of Sydney. Of Sydney. In, in Brookvale. Mm. Um, now this is interesting as well, guys. This is interesting that's as true. well. Brookvale Oval. Class, if you'd like it. Uh, one, one of oh, the, Brookvale Oval. Let's come back to that because I've got some this disgraceful. Come, story. come back in a second, though. Come I'd just like that. to point out as well that I think I'm um, going to drink mine out of a can. Ooh, gun the tinny. Sorry, nice one. I, I, I've um, I've had a look at the in, um, the ingredients here. It lists the ingredients as water, barley, hops, sugar, yeast. Classic. Should come as no surprise to anybody. But it also lists the ingredients as ingredienti. So obviously Italian they are exporting this. They're exporting this to Italy. Well, we'll get on you, Nomad. Um, I've just had a taste. Yeah. It's lovely. Maybe we should give these lovely, guys... Lovely, crisp, refreshing We should pale. probably give these guys a like on their Facebook page or something. Should we? I think we should. We'll swap you a like for like, Nomad. You, yeah, uh, there's, there's a You like us on one of our chosen social medias. That is Elwood Social Club. And we will respond. It is... Um, I've just had a t- Should we quick cheers to, uh, to Tokyo 2050? <laughs> 2050 now? I, was I tell 20, you what, big dog. It was 2035. Now it's 2050. Oh, like, how, about, how about this? If, if it's 2050, I, I'm telling you right now, I'll be 68 years of age. Now, I'm not. I'll come up any with something th- ridiculous. How about like you know the hundredth episode? We'll go there. If, yeah, if nice. we're, you know, something something ridiculous. It'll I have like to be it. something ridiculous that we go to. I like it. Okay, but um, it's yummy. It is lovely, lovely, crisp, refreshing. That is that's a that's a that's a good Sunday afternoon hot weather Sunday pale ale. If Bill was here, it's nice and hoppy. It's nice and refreshing. I like that. Do you like that? Big I dog? definitely do. It definitely is not one of Australia's worst beers. That's for sure. Well and truly up the other end of the spectrum, yeah, as you would expect from a, a, a beautifully packaged, immaculately produced craft beer. And I like that it's in a can too. There's not enough beers. The can really has come back in favour. Very in vogue. I've um, always loved a can. Well, it's the best vessel for um for keeping your beer fresh and, and it's also you know, the best for transporting as well. Best for transporting, it's, it's a real for, best for waste as well. Very, yeah. good, for, very good for waste efficiency because you can uh, actually uh, yeah you I, can reuse it as a pen holder. You can reuse you can. the cans as I have. I did see yesterday. I was going for a jog and um, around Caulfield Park, which is one of my local. That's a lovely park. It's not bad. It's a lovely park, and there was a lot of action going on at Caulfield Park. Whoa. There was um, the must a lot of action in, in what respect? In all sorts <laughs> of sports and everything. Sports action, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not like, action is like, not like people making out. And taking no, off each clothes, no, you can buy flowers there. Though. There's, there's, a guy, <laughs> there's always a guy there who's got a pop up shop selling flowers. Actually, segue again. Oh. <laughs> Another time when I went running around the Shibuya segue almost. I ran around the park a couple of times and Sarah was with me, but um, she'd gone for a walk. I did the run and I finished. And I strategically finished near the flower man who I kept walking past. Smooth. Bought some flowers from the guy who found it most amusing that I was hot and bothered. And I'm like, dude, I've just gone for a run. It's not that weird. You're yeah. literally right next to the running track. I can't be the first person in your time that's ever bought flowers here. <laughs> and as I was just about to, to walk away, Tim Costello dropped up and started talking to this guy and like that's they nice. were like brothers or something. And I went, and I went nice. Tim? 
And he said, hello, you're going to be in the good books. And that was the, that was the extent of my <laughs> conversation. It's a good story. Pretty random. but That yeah. is random. So, yeah. so what was the other story you were you were? Oh, yeah. So yesterday, before? yeah. So yesterday I was running around the same said park. Didn't see Tim Costello this time. Disappointing. <laughs> Flower Man was there. <laughs> Old Burt Costello, the brother. Yeah, I reckon they're Burt brothers. Burt Costello, Flower Incorporated. I reckon they're probably brothers because they were getting specific. along like a house on fire. You know, yeah. you can get along with someone without being No, related. but they looked kind of similar too. It was weird. Oh, they looked kind of similar. You know, yeah. it was that kind of vibe of like, ooh. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, went for a run. There was a lot of action going on around the place. There was the bowls. There was it must have been the finals of the bowls because there was about must yeah, have been, well, it is final season. Yeah, Saturday. and there was a lot of cheering and, and going on. And some old bloke bowls was just chat. some old bloke was was bowling and obviously doing a good job because whenever he was bowling, everyone was just oh, yeah. <laughs> you know nice. he was obviously bringing home the good on you, Gerald. Yeah, he was bringing nice home nice strike. He must have had his eye in for an eighty year old. Smash the jack. <laughs> and, then, and there was all sorts of things going on. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because talking about transporting and alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Segway McGee. Yeah. When you're, tra- when, you're, when you're going for a barbecue type thing, I've always found it's heaps easier, especially if you're going into a public area to bring a can. And these guys rocked up that didn't have that mindset and their bag just went customers. <laughs> And I reckon they shattered about two or three out of the six pack. No, that's disappointing. On what the was foot the beer? I didn't see. Yeah. But they spent a good ten minutes trying to do the right thing and clean Cleaning it up. Clean up the glass, yeah. It just fair. wasn't worth it. I think, yeah, yeah, cans are a great option. Wouldn't happen. The worst thing that would happen is you'd crack it and then it'd explode a little and bit. And then you just shotgun it. Mm. You know, just get it down your face. Mm. Just going to tag back if we can. Mm. We spend most podcasts tagging back to these sort of thoughts. But anyway... Um, you mentioned Brookvale Oval, which is where yes. in the NRL, the National the Rugby League, the Seagulls, no, the no. Manly Sea Eagles, Sea Eagles, sorry, play their football home uh, at their home ground of Seagulls were Gold Coast, who are now who are now the Titans, but be, yeah, but they that actually, was something like 15, 20 years ago. Yes, the back Gold in Coast those days, Seagulls were around. Yes, that mm. was back this, when Wally the beer Lewis we're was drinking. Beer that we're drinking is brewed in Brookvale, which we assume yep. is near Manly, Northern Beaches, and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Brookvale Oval, where the Sea Eagles play, yes. has been rebranded this year with a sponsor, which is not uncommon no. in the National Rugby League for these suburban grounds to have a sponsor. Some of them are quite ridiculous. North Queensland used to play a dairy farmer's stadium for a lot of years. Manly have rebranded their stadium. They've sold the stadium rights, and here's what they've called it. Lotto Land Stadium. No, not Lotto Land Stadium. Not Lotto Land Park. Not, not Lotto Internet. Land Arena. The stadium is just called Lotto Land, <laughs> which is the name of a company that specialises in getting you into overseas, you um, overseas lotteries. I think that is ridiculous. <laughs> I tell you what would have been better. I do that is funny. Is if they'd, been, pick, if they'd been sponsored by Lego and then they could have called their oh! stadium Lego Land. <laughs> <laughs> then you get a lot of people like rocking up the stadium going, oh, we want to ride, you know, toy cars shaped like Lego blocks. Um, now, I'd just like, just, just, just um, yep. a little bit of extra information about the Caulfield Park Alma Bowls Club. Yep. This probably would have been 
Um, the sectional quarterfinals oh, right. um, would be Division Three, Division Three, and the, the Division Three and the Division Five side. So, congratulations to Division Three and Division Five. So, side what's the top division? Division One, obviously. No, there's Premier League Division One, and then there's Divisions One through Seven, right? Which are sixteen aside competitions. So, if Gerald's in Division Three at the Caulfield. No, oh, Gerald. Oh, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Nice, Gerald. Yeah. Does it ever get spiteful out on the bowls? <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. A bit of sledging? Some. Absolutely. I've, I've not, quite the, uh, not quite the Vera Coley, Steve Smith oh, level. But isn't that certainly, a saga going uh, on? Oh, it's to be expected. The thing about um, bowls, though, is that because... Um, because bowls of... chat. <laughs> because... Sponsored by Caulfield Park. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Gerald. <laughs> Bowls chat is in nowhere endorsed by Bowls Australia or Bowls Victoria. Um, the, um, no word from our sponsor. Bowls chat is sponsored by Crown Lager. Mmm, that sweet, sweet multi taste. Could be sponsored by Rashes. <laughs> would be in New I South like Wales. Like in New South Wales, it would be. Because Bowls is such a, it is a very inclusive sport, mm. um, theoretically and and to a, to a certain degree, um, in metaphorically as well. No, in practice. In practice. In practice. Um, because there's no reason why um, a 15-year-old woman can't beat a 35-year-old man. Mm. Or, indeed, a 90-year-old bloke can't beat a 22-year-old. There's no, there's no sort of, yeah. there's no reason because it's not a phys- it's not a. It's those are those are both matches that I would love to see. It's that all would be great. It's right? all inclusive, is what you're saying. It's very inclusive. Um, one of the the sides though, the other sides to that is you can get people from extraordinarily different backgrounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> playing backpinning against each other, and I some of the conversations that I have heard in the back of cars. Going to play lawn bowls uh, once or twice. Some of the, um, shall we say, politically incorrect statements I've heard. You would, you would from... suggest if you're getting a ride with some potentially uh, older uh, white Members people that maybe there's some uh, some old fashioned attitudes being dished out as there regards were... to their opposition. I have been privy to some old fashioned attitudes, no, nice. certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, but. The only way that you move past, the only way that you ever move beyond, um, you know, narrow stereotyping views of people is to to, to meet those people and have conversations mm. and realise that people always defy, or always defy their stereotypes. Yeah. Or you could have. Had, if he prefaces it by if, saying it's going to be racist, it almost wanna, certainly won't. If be. you want to eliminate <laughs> these kind of barriers that society has put up, all you need to do is get Barack Obama to be at one of the bowls clubs, do a bowl. <laughs> And then give one of his speeches. <laughs> yeah, nice. So Barack Obama, you you are welcome. You are welcome at the um, at the Princess Park Lawn Bowls Club anytime you want to come on down. Um, I, I I'll lend you my presidential. Perhaps some of the put it to him. Perhaps put it to him on Twitter. See yeah. if he wants to come down. Perhaps Next some of the old timers though that we're talking about would prefer that Donald Trump actually rocks up and plays a bit of bowls. Well, no, I don't think that's, that's necessarily true. Like As somebody who is a president of a bowls club. Um, I know you're right, President of Boston. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that the majority of our members would be would be supporters of Donald Trump. Trump. Certainly not. Well, no. that's good to hear because mm. he continues to lurch from disaster to disaster. Oh, he, anyway, Trump, a, Trump free zone. I Trump think, free I think zone. We, Can we I just say though, dick okay, move. you're broaching. No, the Trump you're, tra- free you're broaching the Trump dick free move zone. though. Not to give Angela Merkel a handshake was a dick move, and let's leave it at that because you don't need to. We don't need to delve into that. That was 
purely and simply a dick move. Yes, it was. Twist. Anyway, we'll move on from we'll there. Move on, um, chaps. We're going to move to uh, to the that exciting part of the show, which is seconded. Pardon? You moved something. I seconded. It. Okay, good. That's very presidential of you. Not that you need a third person. It's it's a majority here at this place. Carry so that no, we do what we want here. No, yeah, that's right. Our show. Majority rules at this place. Um, we're going to delve into the the bone spatula portion Ooh. of the day. Now, I, now, last podcast I introduced a bone spatula, <laughs> which was a com- which was one person happened to be George Lazenby copping both a big dog bone and also a golden spatula for being something underrated. Mm. Today, Australia's very own bone. Today I'm going to do something a little bit similar. I'm mm. going to do Is it a, a golden bone. No, it's a it's a big dog bone. And a, a golden spatula for different things based on the same subject matter. Oh, they're sort nice. of uh, they're going to balance each other out. Thematically right. linked. So you are, t- are two different people going to get the bone and the spatula though? It's it's going to be. I'm going to follow one with the other. All right. Okay. So I'm going to start with the golden spatula, which is the good one. That's the, what you this want. Is the good one. This is for something that's underrated, underappreciated. Golden spatula this this week goes to. The women's AFL. Now, mm. not the competition itself, because the Golden Spatula is an award for something that is underrated. And I think that the women's AFL competition... Is bloody good. Is bloody good and has had more than enough What's coverage. success, yeah, yeah. Everyone's granted a success. I yep. think it's unanimously agreed that it's been excellent. Yep. What, for my mind, hasn't quite got enough attention that I think we need to go in on is the logo. Now I'm going to show you boys the logo. There it is. There, I'll put this up on the uh, on the page so people can see it oh, if yeah, they haven't strange. already seen it. It makes me think I've got double vision. It's a very elegant logo, and I sort of looked at it and I went, "What exactly is it about?" Now it's a sh- it's in the shape of a W, and then I realised what that? it signifies, and I'll show it to you again, boys. And here's what it signifies: the two little lines are the behind posts. The two big oh. lines are the goalposts. And the other square piece is the goal square. That is an ingenious, oh, that is a good, beautiful piece of graphic design. It is simply outstanding. It's yeah, a, that it's is a, nice. I, I just picked up on. So that, these yeah. are the. Behind yeah, I get it. I get, I get. I get it. But that's. And it's in the shape of a W. But it's it's at strange angles. Well, that's because it's to form a W. It's sort of a slightly. It's cool. I, I can't believe you were able to decipher that. Well, you Kieran, should be. You should be a high hieroglyphic Kieran, Kieran, <laughs> and an Egyptologist. <laughs> an Egyptologist. <laughs> wow. List of things that Big Dog is not. An Egyptologist. List of things that I apparently am. If, you, if you can decipher. That that was a goal square that's pointing up in the same direction as the goal post. I was just trying to work that's out. What, I was trying to work out what the two extra lines were for around the W. Mm. And then I was like, wait a second, those are the behind posts. Those are the goal and posts. You that's think, the goal and you square. Think that's, think, and you think that's a good graphic I design? I do because it's it's the W, the whole crux of the women's competition, the AFL's W. The point of difference is the W. The fact I, that it's women, not men. And the W forms the shape of the logo, mm. and it forms the goal square. It's in the shape of W. It's elegant and it's beautiful. I think, and it, I whoever think, designed it should, you know, get a proper pat on the back. I think we need to um, put that logo up on the. On we will the Facebook put it up so our, and our then, abundance of audience viewers and, and then, listeners can can appraise it for themselves. And here's what we'll put up next, because I've got a bone. Oh, I can see it to yeah. pick with the Australian Open oh. now, not. The event itself. The event itself is wonderful. I've have I've been I've spent a lot of time at the tennis the last couple of years with my family, and I love the Australian Open. I think it's a wonderful time of year, a beautifully run sporting event. Yeah. What I have a problem with though 
is this. The new logo, which is the one on the right, yeah. boys, as I'm yeah. showing it to you. I don't really and we'll put this up on the see page what the big deal is with that. It's hideous. That's the big deal. It's boring and it's horrific. This is, this is a piece of design that would have cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. They've come up with something that doesn't look much better than a high school project. It's simplicity, though. Yeah, but it's poor simplicity. It breaks mm. so many fundamental design rules. It's hideous, and I hate it. And this, I hated seeing it at the tennis because it's just ugly. This proves that... Big uh, something I was going to say before. Mm. Um, AFLW insight there from Kieran. Mm. It doesn't necessarily prove that he has a master's degree in hieroglyphics. More proves that he thinks to a really sort of pedantic degree about the qualities of design that is, more than your average. That is fucking ugly. God. And that is boring. And I get why they did it. I get. I understand why they did it. The A is in the shape of sort of an arrow thing that they can use to point at stuff. Real, it's like, it's like, real clever. And the O is can be used as like a ball. Real clever. Here, yeah. And then lowercase, really lowercase well, writing. Well, they were, they were lowercase on. writing beforehand. They've been yeah, lowercase writing lower for case a while. Writing well, is, what, what did you think about the old one? I like the old one. You like the old one? Yeah. I like the, the old one's been there forever. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then it needed a refresh. But the one that they've used and the way that they use it around, it's just awful. Can it, I? It is, that is a, that it's is, very nondescript. Can I get yeah, a shit? Can I give a and bone out as well? Of course you can. You can, you can bone out if you'd like. All right. I wasn't going to give a bone out, but looking Weren't at you? the Weren't you? looking at the Australian Open little symbol and the AO. Yeah. The A to me looks like the little green pedestrian man's legs. <laughs> now I've got a bone to pick. Oh, here we go. Here I've got a bone go. to pick with the fact that we have to change some of these. Haley will love this. We have to change some of the lights in Victoria now so that it's gender equal. So now the little green man <laughs> has to be a little green girl wearing a skirt. Yep. I don't have a problem with equality and, and I'm not not bashing yep. feminists or anything yep. like that. Yep. I think I think everybody's equal. And I never saw that man, even though he was called the green man. Yeah. He doesn't even have a penis. <laughs> He's not wearing any clothes and he doesn't have a penis. If anything, he's gender neutral. Yeah. Then why did you call him the little green man? Well, I, I didn't. He's just always been called that. I think it's just a simple. It's just a simplified way of describing. The main thing is, I think that the main thing that. The so I have. I, just to clarify, I have a bone with the fact that that because some lobby group has decided that it's that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that I, I can I can understand on a highfalutin sort of theoretical level. Um, the problem is that we see what is essentially a gender-neutral picture because it doesn't contain any sort of um, any sort of signifiers. Mm. We assume that the gender-neutral, without any signifiers, is a male. I think that the problem that people have is that they that is the assumption that that is male, therefore normalizing the concept that you're referring is, to is, is called unconscious bias yes, yes. Yeah. whereby we, people assume by default that a neutral symbol which is, is a man which is true but there are so many bigger issues to be worrying yes. about yeah. than fucking traffic considering the fact that to a certain degree a lot of people don't even pay attention to, to the, the green, green gender neutral woman man whatever it is isn't it going to be now I'm going to play Surely. devil's advocate for a moment, right. please, and, and, and and point out some facts that I know 
facts. Having facts argued, that you know are facts. Facts that I know are facts, but also facts that I know have been lost. So this, not unlike Donald Trump's that facts that are not actually facts. No, these are these are these are facts that I know have been lost in the debate and furor right. over this thing. Okay, and and not things that you've said, might I add. Firstly, a lot of people saying that it's a waste of taxpayer money. That should be refuted off off the bat. Why is that? Because the, the whole project has been paid by an independent um, collective. Not a single cent of taxpayer money has gone in to change those lights. Ah, I think ah, that is on. important to be said. Hang on, okay. let's 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 just hold that fact for a second. If this is viewed as a success, and however that is viewed as a success, whatever the markers for that is, I don't know. This is going to be rolled out across the state. I don't think that's No, that is what has been proposed if it all goes according to plan. That will be costed and paid for by the government at your and my taxpayers' expense. That is my main objection to that. Because the money, if they do decide to do that, could be far better spent on building a hospital... Well, you're talking or about theoretical more paramedics. You're talking about potential future. As of this point, anyway. not a single cent has been paid. Okay, fair enough. Karen, Karen, carry on. I just think you know we we are and we are verging on an age of equality, and you know there are differing opinions over to whether well, or not we've achieved well, it. Well, 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 no, as well, we should. I'm not agree with that. But we still finish. have yet to go, and I, I think if there's one good thing to come out of this whole argument whatever it is it is the broaching the subject of this unconscious bias Hmm. which is really something that fundamentally underpins modern day sexism Hmm. Um, you know the idea that people don't know when they're being you know sexist or racist or whatever is due to this unconscious bias and so when you're talking about trying to shift the attitude of a community over time Hmm. That's something that needs to be addressed. You know, there'll be plenty of people that say, "Oh, I'm not sexist. I'm not racist." You know, you know all this sort of stuff. But they'll still do these things. And I think, in terms of getting that idea of unconscious bias, and there's a lot of really great, interesting writing about the concept on the internet. In terms of getting that concept and idea to the forefront of people's minds and giving that some airtime, mm-hmm. I think for that reason alone, I think it's an interesting project. So you're and it hasn't cost people money. And I think if it gets people talking about these ideas. Then it's a good idea. So you're asserting that that because you, you, that they're using the novelty value of it to start a public conversation about about um, unconscious bias. Is that? I think so. And yeah. yeah okay. I think I think it's yeah. I'm with people that like yeah. You know, we say it's a gender neutral sign, but we still call it the green man. Oh yeah. yeah I, I, you know? I, there's no arguments there about that, but surely. This is something that could be addressed better by perhaps targeting schools directly. Oh yeah, yeah. But and I, telling them no, absolutely not. Why not? Because that is always everybody's solution to any concept of. And that won't work, or no? Because if you expect teachers to teach all the citizens all of the values that they're supposed to have, mm. you are setting yourself up for disappointment. Hey, I'm not going to argue with you. You're a teacher, so if you're saying like <laughs> that, that is that is a very, you can argue with teachers. That's that is, allowed. It is a very common is a very common response to violence. There's too many cowards punches. There's too many one punches. We've got it. We've got to teach people that using violence as a means of solving your problems 
is not an okay thing to do. Yeah, kids are only at let's school get, for, for 30 hours of a week. Let's, let's get, let's get teachers true. to solve that. Let's get teachers to... I'm um, not saying it's the only place. Yeah. No, I know, but I, I'm saying that there is a, there is a regulatory mm. burden on teachers. I, I'm not saying that it's not theoretically a great idea, but you're actually setting yourself up to fail if you say teachers can solve that problem. Mm. Because... Yeah. Yeah, unless, yes. unless, unless you're willing I'm to... Agree, I'm t- 100%, unless you're I'm willing 100% to give in up agreement things. that with the parents need to be forefront if, of any sort of If change. you're willing yeah. to give up other things in the curriculum, in the things that people are learning, absolutely, maybe you can make... But you cannot... You cannot... This is one of the things that people fail to appreciate when they say, let's get the education system to fix this particular problem. As soon as you add something, you add more content to the curriculum, you've got to drop something. Because there is only so much time that you spend at school. Mm, yeah, tri- trigonometry. I get rid of it. That's <laughs> just don't even know what it <laughs> algebra. Is. Don't mix letters and numbers. That's oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> why did yeah? When why maths did, teachers, yeah. you've been warned. Algebra, no, just just not with the numbers. And the why numbers. did why did algebra? Why did a number, a physical number, have to become a mystery man with a cloak and like? Sunglasses on. You don't know who he is. He's the algebra man. Oh, algebra's great. Hides in the shadow. You've got. Once to try. they started mixing in English layers and Greek layers, I said, "Hang on, what happened to the numbers, mate?" You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's it. I dropped it. That's um, what algebra always was to me. It was always a matter of trying to. Anyway, we've got um, we've got was. about ten. How many minutes have we got? Eight. Uh, God, we've been going for fifty minutes. I can't read those numbers. Anyway, um, we've got. Jeez, <laughs> you need, you need you need Kieran. glasses. We're actually coming. No, up. I was joking. I was making a math joke. Kieran, oh, high school math maths joke. graduate. Jeez, that went straight. That joke went straight over. My I enjoyed head. it, Kieran. I, I in I year ten, I, year ten maths, I goofed off because I knew. So I made the decision halfway through year ten maths that I was going to drop it the next year. I just smooth gave up, and then I was one one point off an A in my yeah. test. So you know, <laughs> try just that one little bit harder. I just um, I tuned out when I didn't think something was particularly interesting, and I do that now. I made the decision to, to pursue the arts about halfway through year ten, and that's a drop good choice. Drop, yeah, it's a great choice. Um, but you still use maths in your everyday life. One no, I use a calculator. Yeah, but you have to you have to be able to use maths to use a calculator efficiently. That is true. Yeah, I was trying to work out an equation the other day, and I. I was trying to work out how much of Paradog I owned. <laughs> what percentage? Oh, you know what percentage I think you owe. <laughs> What's that, big dog? I still think you owe zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I still think you don't know how equity works. And I think both are still probably true. <laughs> I did pop into Paradog. Um, did you? The, the new Paradog brewery in Wellington is, is right next to the airport. So despite being in Wellington for nine days, mm. I didn't actually get out to Paradog until... The morning that I was leaving. That's nice. And so I went out there at uh, about 10am, had a couple of cheeky tasters at the tap room. We're flying out of Wellington in six weeks. Time yeah, off. wonderful So city. We'll, 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 we'll pull into Paradog. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, right. Just say, oh, hey, uh, so we, we know we'll the owner. It. We'll do a Snapchat or an Instagram. Or whatever oh, here we do. go. Whatever it is that you yeah. do. Say, my mate owns 0. 0.000035 of Paradog. I'll say, that's, my that's mate owns 0.0% of Paradog <laughs> and wants a photo taken as a shareholder. <laughs> so, um, so, in <laughs> summary, Kieran can't do algebra probably should have paid attention in your team minutes because otherwise if he had yeah, he that one know, equation in the last 12 years that I've yeah. had to work out yeah. still he would know that. how much what percentage of Parrot Dog he owns and what percentage 
of a Snapchat yeah. photo here. I'm title. sticking and with 0.00035. That and, feels right. And, that, and <laughs> added to that, Big Dog still doesn't understand the share market at all. No. No. Well, the, the shares that I bought are not share market shares. Well, that's it. There you go. It's not my, my point is just they are shares it. of the company. Yeah, my point has just been proven. Then I don't think you understand how shares work. No, my point has just been proven. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Look, we're about five minutes to go. We have to while we're having beers. We have to give a salute to someone who has sadly passed away. This may come oh. as a surprise to you. Or yes. No. No. You no, may I, know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. One of the great men in Big Dog's life. One of the great men. One of the great actors. Bill Paxton oh, passed yes, away Paxton. way, way, way too, too early. Soon, yeah. At the ridiculously young age of 61. He was a good character actor. He was a great actor. Yeah, and I've always him. said that character actors are the best actors out there. I like to hear that as a character But actor. he was also a leading man and he was a cool dude. Oh, well, Funny you, as hell. Hope you're having a Only good time man up to there. be killed by a predator, an alien, and a terminator. Respect. Respect. Respect to the Paxton. Respect to the Paxton. Respect to the Paxton. And interestingly enough, I learnt recently mm. there's also a photo of him as an eight year old watching JFK in Dallas, Texas on the day he was dying. Right. Like at the scene? Or? Um, uh, just before they got into the city. So, because the capital, like the parade went all the way into the city. And you yeah. can see Paxton hoisted on this guy's shoulders as an eight-year-old. This Probably, guy? Well, no, I don't know. It wasn't yeah, his I, father. His father was there, but it was he was... It was just it, a guy. Yeah, That's a creepy subplot. It, no, because... Just a guy. Yeah, yeah. Here we go, Junior, get up top. So, no, because the, the article explained <laughs> it all. I love that you... And, <laughs> and Paxton explained it. He said that there was some guy there who was a bit taller than his dad. This guy said to Paxton's dad... I'll put him up on my shoulders right. so he can see what happens. Yeah. And then 10 yeah. minutes later or something like that, he was dead. Oh, Albrecht was. JFK yeah. was dead. Not not Paxton. He he lived a bit well, longer. but like, A fair bit longer. Yeah. Um, but but not enough. Terrific actor, opinion. though. Ah, wonderful actor. Yeah. Excellent stuff. No, that's sad a, that's to a, Sad to hear that's that. A, that's a lovely little testimonial from you there, big dog. Mm. Callum's okay. found something. Um, we were talking earlier about... Um, we were having a bit of a d- disagreement as to the... Um, the meaning of the word tidal wave. <laughs> before the before the podcast started, I suggested that a tidal wave was a tsunami. Big Dog seemed to think they were just regular waves. I thought a tidal wave is the waves coming in based on the tide. <laughs> so <laughs> both of both of both of you are correct. That's disappointing. Oh, it's nice. So I, I want us to be both. So I want to win. The thing I wanted to point out, though, and, and it's not. I, I feel like it's not that interesting how both of you are correct. It's just one of those semantics no. of language. Well, what I did want to finishing on something that's not very interesting. No, we are because oh, okay. because I just discovered the concept of a mega tsunami. Whoa! Which sounds like the coolest thing ever. Slash Hang the on. worst thing for humanity. Well, yeah. In on July 9th, nineteen fifty-eight. A 7.8 megawatt slip strike uh, earthquake in southeast Alaska caused 90 million tons of rock and ice to drop into the deep water in the head of Latuya Bay. The block fell almost vertically and hit the water with sufficient force to create a wave that surged on up the opposite side of the head of the bay to a height of... Do we want to have prices right here? Prices right, yes. No, we, just are we going on stories? Just on. In, in metres... 524 metres oh, of water. Yeah. 
That's Can you even wave. imagine how high that is? That's a hell that's of a That's the wave. sort of tsunami that you see in like a disaster film. Whereas yeah. like a, an actual tsunami, that's like, that's, the water just rises by that's a like, meter like, and that's, swamps That's like the, the tsunami in, in, in that... Um, in, um, that Interstellar. Yes. Interstellar. The McCormick oh, movie. Terrifying. Deep Impact. Deep Impact was one I was thinking Oh, it's a bad movie. Yes, I remember that. The one in Interstellar is... That is terrifying. Is that it? is a genuinely. Yeah. I watched that. I just remember that movie. No, being the, the most terrifying wave of all time. Oh, I just. No, I was going to say the most that. terrifying wave really? of all you time. Really, love Interstellar. Love it. Oh, I wish we had more time because I thought it was a dreadful. I finish. have to say this quickly. Okay. The most terrifying wave of all time, just because it is so bad and it's so badly CGI, <laughs> is the wave that Kurt Russell catches. Snake. Which he catches, and I think I've said this before. He catches this wave from a dry position. There is no water, and he just literally jumps on his board, catches this tsunami wave. But that's how good he is. Yeah, like but, but, but even better. But even better than this. Big Dog would never doubt. He surfs Russell. along no, for a little never bit. Never once. And as he's surfing along, he sees Steve Buscemi driving <laughs> in a Cadillac alongside the wave on the street, as as you do. Decides, oh, just on a high cliff. I need to bash up Steve Buscemi, so he jumps <laughs> off the surfboard <laughs> into the Cadillac oh. and takes out Steve Buscemi. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah. Steve Buscemi, who wasn't in Escape from New York, but there was a guy who looked a lot like him in Escape from New York. I think that's why that movie got the, the reviews it did, which were not complimentary. That particular scene. Because the rest of the movie is not that bad, but anyway. <laughs> To turn LA into an island for the purpose of recreating the same story is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's essentially the same story done. Yeah. 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 But that's not exactly the first time that Hollywood's taken a sequel no. and just made it exactly the same. The Hangover as the previous 2. The Hangover 2 is film. exactly the same. It's exactly the, the Hangover same. 1. Yeah. Except not as good. You can't really persecute it. It's still pretty good. The Hangover 3 terrible. I love that. I haven't seen the latest one. No, the Hangover 3 is great. Hangover 2. I haven't seen the latest Star Wars, but I hear it's pretty darn good. This has descended into chaos, which I like. But we should wrap it up. It's been excellent. This has been episode 21. We've drunk some Nomad Long Reef Pale Ales. Which we and recommend. And we've talked some shit, and that's basically what we do here. So um, we've paid our respects to Patrick. Paid our respects the to next time we The next time we do a podcast, hopefully we'll have our hands on some dry dock. Uh, I will scour Melbourne for dry dock. Failing that, I will have to order... Oh, shit, I'll have to order a whole six-pack mm. from Dan Possibly Patrick's. Australia's worst oh, beer. Um, and, and, ho- and, and presumably the next time we do a podcast, Big Dog will be a married man. You have to think so. Five weeks away, I don't see us sneaking one in before then. We've got Comedy Festival and lots of chaos. So uh, it's going to be busy time ahead. Good times ahead. Good times. Good times. All Seems right, like we'll a great place to, uh, to end it. So uh, we'll episode 21 out. in the can. Not a beer can. We've had a few of those already, but that was good. See you next time. Peace out. Bye, guys. Peace out? (laughs) Why did I say that? Nice one, Gerald. (laughs)